Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram and Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you haven't followed the show on Instagram or Twitter, did I just say that? I just said that. <laughs> if you're on a podcast app, make sure to follow my show. Give me a five-star review if you love my show. If you're on YouTube, make sure to like and share my videos and subscribe. Subscribe to me on uh, YouTube. Uh, if you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous on my show. I change your voice. I'll change your name. You could call me from a phony block number. All I want to hear is your true story. If you want to be on the show, go to strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Now, do not send me an email that says, I want to be on your show. Okay. Send me an email with the information of what you would be talking about on my show okay give me that information in your first email or you will not hear back from me okay send me that email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com now if you just have a confession you want to give you could call my confessions hotline you could call that number 247 the number is 347 that's 347-420-3579 you could call that number like I said, 24-7, you have four minutes to leave a message. I change all the voices over there. You All those confessions are aired on my Patreon. My Patreon is just $5 a month, and you're going to hear all the naughty confessions that I got uh, on my phone and my confessions hotline up until this point, so there's over 100 of them. You also see anonymous sexy pics of all the girls that called into my show. You also get Q&As. You also get all of my episodes early and ad-free, and you get access to my private Discord where people are getting x-rated super naughty hooking up with each other showing all kinds of things over there okay i don't get involved in my discord but it is a community of my listeners over there having effing fun now you could only get to my discord through going through my patreon but it's only five dollars a month and you get all of that stuff like i said and you could cancel it anytime you could come back at any time it's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast that's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast so today I have on Mara. Okay, Mara called in before episode 648. Mara is in a situationship with her husband and her lesbian lover. Remember that story? A lot of people have emailed me since that story to be like, get her back on. What has happened? Because she was a girl that got a free pass from her guy to see women because she realized she was really into women. She wound up meeting a lesbian. 
who was also married and had a free pass from her wife and they started hooking up and she was very into this girl. They had a lot of sex together, but the stuff on that girl's end, her marriage and everything in her free pass was very messy. Mara's wasn't. Her and her guy are very close. They have a very strong foundation. He was like, fine, go be with another girl. He didn't want to do a threesome at that point. And this was all in the first episode. If you haven't listened to it, it's super interesting. Go, You should go listen to it. Because in this episode, you're going to hear the update. And things are very different than where they started out. They're very different from where they thought they would be. Last we spoke, that girl's wife, the, the girl that she was in the relationship with and hooking up with, her wife forbid her to talk to Mara. They were taking a one-month break. But what wound up happening is they got divorced. So Mara and her lesbian lover started hooking up again. And she talks all about it. There are feelings involved. That girl is divorced. She's single. So she is really into Mara. Mara is also very into her. We talk about the L word at the end of the episode. They have had all kinds of sex. She talks about how she was fisted. That's like a really funny story. She also talks about the threesome that she got that she had with them very recently. And it was so fucking good. It lasted eight hours. She finally got her husband who was not down in the beginning to wind up having to wind up having a threesome with the both of them. That girl, even though she's a lesbian, was down to fuck her husband too. And she loved it. She talks a lot about that. Like I said, it was like an eight hour threesome. And she talks a lot about how things are a little bit more complicated because there is there are feelings involved now between them. She has a primary partner, but the other girl doesn't anymore. They have traveled together. They have more and more sleepovers together. And she talks all about it. Her and her husband have had difficult conversations. She talks about that. It's not like it's been so easy. Everyone's free and open. Who cares? Go fuck this girl. Go on vacation fall in love with her. I don't fucking care. No, it hasn't been easy, but they've been very open and honest and talking with each other about everything through the whole thing. So at this point, things are cool, but you never know where this story is going to go because I think I said at the end, it's kind of like complicated, but it's not messy. It has many layers and you could see this going in so many different directions because of where they're at right now, especially because that girl doesn't have a primary partner and she doesn't have all of her needs being met because Mara has two people in her life, right? The other girl only has one. So there is that twist, right? Because now there are feelings involved and this wasn't what this whole situation was going to be. You're going to love this episode. So I'm going to be right back on with Mara. This is the Strictly Anonymous podcast. podcast. Hi, Mara. Welcome back to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. No, thanks to you, okay, because I have been after you to come back on because there are some stories that a lot of, most of my episodes, actually, I don't need like a part two. It's a life story. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end where they're at. But there are some episodes that I'm like, what the fuck happened? And not just me. I get emails from people about the episodes that I harass people to come back on for. Yours is one of them. And I'm going to give the brief recap of where you were at before. If people haven't listened to your first episode, they're going to want to listen to it now with this recap. But your first episode was 648. Mara is in a situationship with her husband and a lesbian lover, I think was that. (laughs) Okay, so you basically are a woman that's married to a guy. You realized you were into chicks 
you and you got a free pass from him, right? That's what happens to go out and hook up yeah. with girls, right? The girl you found, yeah. and this was like the salacious part of it, because I remember having very strong opinions about her situation more so than yours, right? You meet this girl, yeah. and the one girl that you wind up hooking up with happens to be a, a real lesbian who is actually also married and has a free pass from her girl. But it didn't sound like her and her girl's free past was really legit. Her girl started to have issues and she wasn't allowed to see you anymore. This is what I remember. I remember thinking yeah. that she was really into you more so than just like for the sex, right? And you mm -hmm. were there just for the sex. Who knows what's going on now, okay? <laughs> but last we spoke, she had put you on pause. Like, you went to meet her. I think she brought her fucking strap on. I think she did wind up fucking you with the strap on. But before that, she wound up telling you she was not allowed to see you for a while. Her girl had put, her, put it on pause. That's where we were at last time. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't allowed to see or talk to her for a month. And that happened the day before I called in and talked to you the last time. And you were just calling up to tell me about all your hot scenarios with her because you guys had met up. You were really into her. You guys had great sex. There was a chance that maybe your husband was eventually going to get involved, but he didn't want to at the time. I think he has since got involved. We're going to talk about everything moving forward, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what happened? Did that month go by and there was like zero content, contact? So I kind of like broke the rules and sent her a message on the app that we met on. It's like a very like non-traditional dating app. But yeah. I I don't get notifications on field. So if somebody sends me a message, it doesn't ping my phone. Like it's very private. And mm -hmm. I, I assumed everybody's was like that. So I sent her a message and she almost immediately read it, but didn't write back. Because mm -hmm. you could so see. I, you I could was, see that she read I it? could see that okay. she had, yep. So I was pissed because I'm like, what's going on? We're not supposed to be talking. You're not supposed to be with anybody else right now. Why are you on this app? Yeah, but she could, you so, could, I could also say, why the fuck are you texting her if you're not supposed to be talking to me? And you're both breaking the rules. Exactly, oh God, exactly, so exactly. We're both <laughs> both the rules. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I, so she told her wife, and was like, can I just talk to her? Um, can I just have a quick phone call with her? Because she's really struggling. And her wife gave her that pass. Like, yes, you can. Okay. So she called me. And I was at work. It was like the worst timing ever. But she called me. And she was crying and saying how she missed me. And this was really hard for her. But it's what she had to do for her marriage. And that was the, the only time I talked to her. And then... Maybe three days later, she messaged me and said, we can talk now. And I was like, really confused. And I'm like, what? And she's like, we can talk now. My wife asked me for a divorce. Yeah, their their relationship, by the way, to me, even when we were speaking back then, didn't sound stable, right? I mean, and this was only a couple weeks right. after anyway. So it wasn't really, something was wrong there before you even came into the picture, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot going on in that. I think they opened for the wrong reason. I think they totally opened. Yeah, they opened because she needed more and her wife just didn't want to give it to her and it just didn't work out. But that was in like, that was May, I think, mm -hmm. when we last talked. I think that was May. So they're still obviously dealing with their 
um, divorce, trying to go through those channels. But her and I have really, we've traveled together a couple times this summer. We went like across the country together. We flew out to California. Um, we definitely have been able to spend more time together now that she's essentially single, which has been good, but also has been a little hard because it changed our whole relationship dynamics. Yeah, I mean, that's where my concern came with her and you. I was like, what I always thought, and it, maybe it's not ha- it didn't happen because you've been with her for a while now, and I know that there is a threesome with the husband that comes into this story, but like my concern for you was that if she got divorced, which I thought was going to happen, and she was so low, mm-hmm. she wouldn't be able to handle you, your marriage and your relationship because she would wind up like just copying feelings for you and maybe it would be more than she could handle. That's what I remember thinking. Yeah. And that was my concern too. Mm -hmm. She definitely gets jealous sometimes about things and we talk it over, but I feel like I've made it very clear to her that like my husband is like literally, I mean, that's my husband. Like I love him dearly and that, and I've made it very clear, like that's a deal breaker. Like if, if she, was not on board with this whole situation or if she got to be jealous to the point where it was affecting me, then it was, it's a deal breaker for me. So she knows where I stand with that. Okay. So now when you get back into things though, like straight from the beginning, is this how you guys go Mm -hmm. in? Because it, it's a very different story now, instead of two couples and two people from a couple are like sort of seeing each other on the side. Now it's almost like you're a thruple, right? Because she's, or she's like the unicorn in your relationship because you're the only one, you're still married. She's now a part of your guy's relationship kind of, right? You're sleeping with her and hooking up. Did you go in with like new kinds of rules? Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Hey everyone, listen, no one understands more than I do that having super hot, open and free sexual experiences is important to you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be tuning into my show. (laughs) I get it. The best type of sex is liberating and worry-free, the kind where you could just lose yourself with another person without any concerns, including the risk of contacting an STI. That's why I am thrilled to introduce you to the latest and greatest innovation in sexual health, which is called Doxypep. Doxypep is a low-dose prescription antibiotic that you could take after un 
unprotected sex, including unprotected anal sex. It acts as a morning after pill for STIs. Studies have demonstrated that it reduces the likelihood of contracting syphilis and chlamydia by 80% as well as gonorrhea by 60%. And the good news is I know just where you could get DoxyPep and that's at shamelesscare.com. Shameless Care is offering DoxyPep for just $109 per year. It's on a subscription, so there's nothing to cancel. It's just a flat fee of $109. It gets you a year's supply of medication, which is 15 doses. No need for any awkward doctor visits or waiting in pharmacy lines. You can receive the care you need without any shame or hassle. To obtain DoxyPep today, visit shamelesscare.com and click on the prevention tab. That's shamelesscare.com. Click on the prevention tab or just go to the description and click on the link. Not really because in the beginning it wasn't like I was able to really see her that much because she was still like her and her wife have kids so they were she has her kids half the week and it just her life was kind of in shambles so she's like I'm not going to have all this extra time to spend with you like my life is really kind of a mess right now and she's like we'll talk about this when times get easier because she's eventually going to want to have a primary partner yeah and she's like we'll discuss that I'm not I'm not in the mindset to even think about that right now but I want you to have some kind of input and we'll discuss it before that happens yeah that's cool Um, yeah so I've been kind of like the last couple weeks she's been kind of I don't want to say needy but she's been like really emotional and needs a lot of reassurance and pep talks about her life or whatever. And I keep mentioning to her, like, I really feel like you need more than what I can give you. And I feel bad that you don't have somebody that you can like just bounce things off of every day or whatever. And she kind of got upset with me and was like, I feel like you just want me to have a primary partner to take the pressure off of you or. Well, that is true. I mean, that is true because you can't be, (laughs) all that she wants at this point like you say she's being she has needs you can't meet them so you wish that she would have someone that could I mean there's nothing wrong with that and it is true she's making it sound like a terrible thing that is the fucking fact unfortunately you have a primary partner yourself and you can't be there for her as much as she needs you plus she's going through stages right obviously like you said she's going to get to a place where she is going to realize like you that she does need a primary partner she might still be living in like the delusion of that because she doesn't want to go out and look for somebody else you kind of like came in at the right time for her you're such a great sort of rebound person because you aren't really available. She's getting out of a divorce. That's a really hard thing to go through when she's got you. But eventually she's going to need a primary partner and realize that what you're saying to her now is correct. I think she just is in denial and doesn't want to face that. She would love for it to be easy. She's already got you. You could be everything. She doesn't have to go back out there. It's a big thing to end a whole marriage and then go out and try to rebuild your whole life, right? She would love for you to just take up all that slack and be the person. I get it. But yeah. eventually she's going to realize that can't happen. But let's let's go back now. We'll get back up to this point. But when do you start hooking up with her again? I mean, because like you were like really horny for her. You guys were having great sex. <laughs> I do remember she brought a strap on. And did she not get to use it that one time? Like, no, oh, we didn't use it yes, that night. Didn't. We didn't use it that night. Right. Um, <laughs> we started hooking up immediately. I okay. think the first time we got together, we hooked up. And 
I remember telling you like, oh, I just want to have sex with her. I just want to fuck her with a strap on. That's all I want to do. And I didn't do it that night because I was just like, it was just an emotional night that night that we, she told me that. So we've definitely obviously done that since. How was that for you? I, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like I get, sexually, I don't get anything out of it. But just like that, having that, it's just a totally different experience. I don't have a penis. So to be able to like give her that is, is just hot watching them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did she uh, do it to you? Yeah, yeah, she has. I don't, I don't particularly, we don't do that a lot because I have a penis at home. So yeah, like the real deal. for her, it's like a treat. But for me, I'm like, oh, I get the real deal at home. So it's like, it's like, it's not bad, but it's like, mm, let's do something else. Yeah, yeah, but you guys got hot and heavy immediately after, like, uh, she was allowed to be with you again. Yeah, yeah. So that was in May. We traveled. I'm trying to think of the timeline here. So I, I went back to school since I've talked to you, and I started my master's program. And I got I got in a funk just from being like really busy and going to school full time and working full time and everything that I have going on. So I got started on a medicine that really kind of tanked my sex drive for a couple months. And she really took that personally. So we had kind of a dry spell there where she, she, I think she really took that personally, even though I told her it's not you, it's just medicine that I'm taking. Right. Like you didn't want to fuck anybody, not just her, probably not your husband right. either. <laughs> exactly. I was yeah. like, it's just me. But that kind of settled out. And then we just started ha like having amazing sex after that pill kind of, you know, I guess settled down or whatever. I got used to it. Um, and then we were at her house and I was so fucking horny that day. I left here and drove to her house and we had, we were hooking up and I had probably, I mean, I don't know what she's doing. I'm just, she was fingering me, but I was I had the most amazing orgasm I have ever had. It literally was so intense. And afterwards, she's like, do you know what I did? And I'm like, no. And she's like, I fisted you. Whoa, <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. How could you have a fist inside of you and not fucking know? Oh, my God. Does she have small I hands? I know. That's what I said. She oh had, she had you, her wait, wait. fingers. Like, you have either a huge vagina or she has tiny hands. No, I don't know who's worse. No, she has... <laughs> No, she has tiny hands and she had them like pointed. So if you took your hand, yeah. like you're, you don't have it like a fist, you yeah. have it like pointed out. And she like had like her, all her fingers in me. And I was like, so I, I at the time had the most intense orgasm I've ever had. But then afterwards I felt so gross. I was like, I can't believe you fucking did that. Oh my God, that's so funny. But let me ask you this because you, one part of you is like, what the fuck? I can't believe I got fisted, quote unquote, and you're horrified, but you loved it. Did you ever wind up doing it again? Or are you like so horrified by the thought of it you can't? What wins out, the pleasure or the horrifyingness? I know. It's like, you're like, oh God, that felt so good. But I don't know if I ever want to like tell, I don't want to tell my friends like, oh, hey, I got fisted who wants to say that <laughs> you don't have to you, you don't have to tell anyone but I want to know have you let her fist you again no she hasn't since oh okay she so hasn't. it's in your head like you're anti it because of what like the the connotation of it yeah it, it was like this like weird god it felt so fucking like I literally had the most intense fucking orgasm I've ever had in my right. life but then it's afterwards you're just like 
oh my god <laughs> no you're that way i just had a, a girl on who got fisted with her husband imagine that fucking hand and she was saying that she loved it so much because there was so much pressure and she never experienced anything like that when she kind of giggled when she said i got fisted i think it is so hardcore but she like loved it and then she went and did like a dvp like the double bad she had two dicks inside of her because she was just like chasing that dragon of being so filled up because <laughs> yeah you know, yeah I, it is it's like it hits every yes. spot of you yeah 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 you should get over that just yeah. do it again i mean did you ever fist her is she into it for her did you ever do it for her <laughs> i haven't fisted her no okay. no i haven't but yeah so that was that was intense it, it was that that'll change you man <laughs> i am surprised that you were never like okay give me that fucking fist again because <laughs> it was so good <laughs> i have told her like we were having sex. We had a double and a dildo yeah. recently, mm-hmm. and we were using that. And she got off, but I, I like couldn't. And I was like, "Just give me your fucking hands. <laughs> like, just give me your fingers." But she didn't actually fist me that time. But I was like, "Just give me your fingers," because she can get me off with her hand. Yeah, so much easier. Yeah, you're gonna do it again. I mean, like I said, I get, I get. That post nut clarity thing that they say is like when you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I got fisted, but you're going to get fisted again because it was so good. And I mean, come on. But wait, do you guys scissor? I always like to know if lesbians really scissor. I feel like people think like scissoring is like something that it's not. You yeah, know, like- that's why I asked because I think it's kind of funny. Like, I don't even know if it's a real thing. That's what I want to know. Have you guys ever not scissored? Not really. I mean, we kind of like grind on each other when we're making out or something, but not like slamming our vaginas together. <laughs> not like slamming your your clits together. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, no, more like a like a grinding. Mm-hmm. I think it's how you could describe it. But okay, so now, so the sex is hot and heavy. Like it's all good. You get all your needs satisfied because you realize, right, while in the middle of your marriage that you really wanted to be with women as well. But you also are totally into having sex with your guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sex with my husband is phenomenal. Does he know you got fisted? It's just different. Wait, does your husband know you got fisted? Yeah, I told him. What did he say? (laughs) He just kind of (laughs) like chuckled a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't say that's hot or ill. Like he just didn't really give it, give anything up. You don't know how he felt about it. Yeah, he just kind of, he just kind of chuckled and then we were planning we'd been talking for a long time about having a threesome yeah and i just i just wanted to make sure that everything was going to be fine like i didn't want to like impulsively do it and have it just ruin the whole dynamic that we have right now i was like trying to be cautious about it and so i had asked him beforehand is there anything you don't want to see between her and i and he was like, no, I don't think so. I can't think of anything. I was like, well, what if she fisted me in front of you? Would that turn you off? <laughs> or, you know? And he was, like, <laughs> he was like, no, no, that would be fine. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> I would believe him. I think he just doesn't want to tell you that he got hard when he, you told him he, he she fisted you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's hard all the time. Exactly. <laughs> Literally all the time. <laughs> exactly. He probably fucking would love it. Okay, I, be- I would believe him. Wait, so now I remember from our last conversation that your husband wasn't so down yet for a threesome. And I think it was like, because he just needs to kind of know somebody. It's not like he just wants to just fuck a random or whatever. I mean, what was the deal with your husband and not having a threesome before? And then tell me how you got him to do the threesome. 
Yeah. So my husband and I have been together since I was in high school. That's yeah. how long we've been together. Mm-hmm. And so we're going on 20 years. So he had never had sex with anybody that he was not in a relationship with. He'd never had the one night stand or right. anything like that. So he was like really just, I don't know. He was really kind of standoffish with having sex with somebody that he'd never been with. As like, you know, they didn't have a relationship with and so he, that's kind of where he was at he was a little nervous he was kind of put off by it but we hung out like together like the three of us like we had dinner together one time and like we just kind of like just hung out like nothing sexual just literally drank beers and shot the shit and hung out yeah i had got him like a little bit more comfortable around her um and then we you know we just talked about it for a long time like i was like this is something i really want to do and and she was kind of put off too. Like she was like, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to be jealous. And I was like, well, no, nobody should be jealous. Let's just talk this through. So we talked about it for literally months before we actually did it. And then I finally got them both. They were both like, yes, I want to do this. And so I was like, great. We're doing it next Thursday. Like literally just put a date on it and was like, we're doing it on this day. So clear your calendar. And we, we did it. We, the deal was they both wanted it kind of like a neutral ground. Like we didn't want it at one person's house. We wanted it like at a neutral ground. So I ended up, I think you gave me shit on my first episode, but we got an Airbnb. <laughs> oh no, I just thought it, I just thought it was funny that time. I remember and the people were on the other side of it. I remember people got to listen to that first episode. The Airbnb story was funny. Go on. <laughs> so we got this Airbnb and it was a beautiful, huge house. It was really nice. And, I ended up cooking them dinner, and we just jumped right into it immediately. We literally had sex for eight hours with breaks, but yeah, it was a it was an intense night. We're gonna get to the details of the sex, but what I want to know, like going in, was she gonna hook up with your husband? Like, I mean, is she a gold star lesbian? Is she down with dudes? I mean, what was gonna happen with her with your guy? So. No, she, we were all going to hook up. Like she, she's open to having sex with men. She just doesn't like, she's not like emotionally or romantically attracted to men, but she'll have sex with a man. Okay. She'll take a dick and she has in the past. Like it wasn't like her first time with a guy. Okay. No, but it was only her second time with a guy. Oh, okay, cool. So she was down to do it. She was going to do stuff with your guy. You were down to see her with the girl and he was down to see you. So like there's no, it's, it's a free for all. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So what happened and how great was it? I mean, eight hours? Everyone, (laughs) yeah, it was intense. Um, Everyone kind of like warned me, like, this isn't going to be what you think it's going to be. It's probably going to be awkward. Don't go there with big expectations. And so I kind of showed up with that mindset, like, it's going to be whatever it's going to be. It was fucking phenomenal. Everybody's chemistry was there. Like, we all just, it was not awkward. It just flowed. Like, we started out like, her and I like planned that we were going to wear sexy lingerie. So we showed up and we had it under our clothes. So we ate dinner and then he was doing the dishes after dinner and her and I just like took our clothes off and was in our lingerie. So when he came in, we were making out and he just sat down. There was like a chair in the bedroom. And so he just sat and watched us for a little while. And then next thing I know, he's taken off his pants and he's joining in and it just flowed so well. You would have thought that we were, we had done it before. Like there was no awkward, what am I supposed to be doing? Or what are you supposed to be doing? It just flowed like the whole time. And um, at one point she's like, can I ride him and you ride his face? And I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So 
And I'm like, lay down, honey. <laughs> so she was riding him and I was sitting on his face and she has this vibrator. It's like a a brand called like Belisa, I think it's called, mm-hmm. this like sex toy company. And they're like, the it's the best vibrator I've literally ever used. Why? But it's like a, it's like a C-cupped. So it, it hits your G-spot, but then it has this like sucking thing that sucks your clit. Oh, yeah. Like at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, at one point, was like riding his face and then I grabbed her vibrator that she we like had everything set up. So I grabbed that and kind of sat back on his chest facing him using that and watching his face. He I couldn't see what she was doing, but I could see what she was doing to him by his face. Yeah. And it was so fucking hot. I literally was like, I am going to squirt all over your fucking face. <laughs> oh, my God. Do I remember you? You're a squirter. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you just look so fucking hot. Like your face. I can't explain it. Just watching my husband's face while he was like getting rode by her was just like super hot to me. I mean, listen, that's what most couples who play with others, especially I hear a lot from the guys that love to see their girl with another guy or even couples when they're doing swapping, what they really love is to look over and see their partner having like pleasure. It's called compersion. That's what you were into. Just seeing him being turned on. I mean, this was the first time you're seeing your guy with another girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was nothing but great. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. Yeah. And for her, it was, it was really good. Oh, yeah. We all got off like numerous times. <laughs> That's amazing. So I'm assuming you guys had toys because you said that vibrator was there. Did you bring the whole bag of toys? We did. I ended up fucking her with a strap on in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the extent of the toys. I, I did fuck her with a strap on in front of him. And he was like, he's like, I can tell by your face that you really like that. <laughs> Yeah, like you said, it's kind of a different dynamic, right? Yeah, it's a different different dynamic. Want to get your partner or yourself something super hot for the holidays? Then you need to get them or yourself the Dipsy app. Dipsy is an app full of short, sexy audio stories. No matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy has something for you. They have straight stories, straight up hookup stories, queer stories, threesomes and more some stories and more they literally have hundreds of stories to choose from and they release new content every week so there is always something new to explore they also have sleep stories wellness sessions and sexy written stories and they also have the thing that i love the most about dipsy which is their jump to the action button so if you're super horny and just want to get straight to it you just got to press a button and it's going to take you right to where the action starts so what are you waiting for go get yourself or your partner the dipsy app and for listeners of this show Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash strictlyanon. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash strictlyanon. Dipsystories.com slash strictly anon it's free you have nothing to lose okay you're gonna love it the picture of her how hot is she i forget i don't know i know that i have pictures of you on my patreon yeah yeah so she's she's in between i wouldn't say she's a super femme 
she but she's very natural. She doesn't wear makeup. She's she's just naturally so fucking cute. She's yeah, just yeah. so cute. She's very tiny. She's I don't know, maybe ninety pounds. She's tiny. She's like I'm short, like I'm five foot. She's like the same height as me. Mm-hmm. But she's very tiny. And I'm definitely more of a curvy girl. Yeah, yeah. Um I have huge tits and an ass and she's very petite, like literally ninety, ninety five pounds. Um but she's just I think she's like the fucking cutest thing ever. <laughs> well, she's got those tiny hands, so it matches her tiny body. <laughs> she <didn't>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be a little weird to have yeah, tiny hands when she was big. <laughs> so wait, have huge hands. So since it was so good, have you guys done that more than once, or was that a one-time deal? No, this just happened last. Oh, really? Week. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That was very new. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that. So we definitely want to do it again. Everybody was like, yeah, I would definitely do that again. I don't want to do it like super often because I don't want it to lose its like spark. You know what I mean? I don't want it to be like, I want it to still feel like really special, I guess. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I definitely want to do it again. I just don't want it to be like super often. Oh, we're going to do that every week. No, let's keep it. And everybody was like, yeah, let's keep it kind of. Like a special occasion. Like a what? Like a every now and then thing. Let me ask you this, because you said yeah. you traveled with her and stuff. Like, your husband's obviously not there with you, right? I mean, it's you and her going away together. Right. Uh, he struggled when I went to California with her because I was gone the week before. I took our kids on vacation, and he, and he wasn't able to go because of his job. So I was gone the whole week before with our kids on vacation, I came home early because I was like, just, I wanted to have more time with him. So we left actually a day early from our vacation. And so I just had a day and a half with him. And then I was gone again for another week. So he was like, I just miss you a lot. I feel like I haven't seen you. And I was like, I missed him a lot too. Cause we're super close. Like we literally, everybody says we're like codependent. <laughs> uh-huh. We're very like into each other. And I just, he's my, he's like my rock. Like he literally, when I think of like home, like, that he's my home. Like right. he keeps me like grounded and he just makes me feel so loved. And we're just always snuggling. And I just really missed him. So he had a little bit of a hard time because I was gone for such a long period of time, but he's not like jealous of her. I mean, he has been in the past, but he's like, no, like that's gotten a lot easier because he knows her now and he knows her and knows it. This isn't a threat to him. If anything, I think it's made our sex a lot better. Yeah. And he, he, and he knows that too. Like we have sex like at least once a day, sometimes twice a day. And like he gets plenty from me. So he knows it's not like I'm replacing him with her. Yeah, totally. And like when you come home after being with her, is it like a turn on for him to be with you afterwards kind of thing? And does he ask you for yeah, a lot of details? Yeah, usually when I get home, mm-hmm. he doesn't ask me for details, no. But when I get home, I'm usually like super horny for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So now, but why was it, why did you book it like right at the same time? Was she just going and you decided to go as well? Like why were those two trips there? I had already booked my vacation. Like I book our vacation like a year in advance because where we go with our kids, like you have to book it quite a way in advance to get like a decent place. So it was a pre-planned trip on my part and hers was a pre-planned trip. So it just happened to fall that that close. And that was the only bummer about it. We had so much fun. When we went out to California, it was a lot of fun and, and it was a different, a different 
kind of dynamic because I was able to go out there and freely be an open couple with her and not be like, oh, am I going to see somebody that I know? Or I had no worries. Like we could literally just be a couple and or across the country. It, I hadn't just, I was just so relaxed with her and wasn't like, oh, am I going to run into somebody that doesn't know about her, you know? Yeah, because you're married and stuff. So you're walking around California with her like she's your girlfriend. Yeah. Like yeah. you're together holding hands. Yeah. Interesting. And how was that for you? That was that was freeing. Is what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was nice to not. I'm pretty open like the majority of people in my life know, but there's a lot of acquaintances around that just they don't they don't know. So I yeah. kind of worry sometimes. Yeah, listen, and people talk and you have kids and you never know. I mean, I, I totally understand that. But so when you, though, went to your husband and you were like, hey, listen, she wants me to go away with her. Did he have any kind of reservations? I know he did about the timing of it all. But was he totally fine with you, like going for a week with this girl holding hands, walking around? Um, He was like, I was like, do you mind if I go to California with her? And he was just like. That's fine. And I was like, well, I'm not going to accept that answer. I want you to actually think about what this is and how long I'm going to be gone and like what this means. I, I want you to actually think about it and not just say, yeah, that's fine, because he's a pleaser. Like he just wants me to be happy and he wants me to have fun. And I sit, I think sometimes he doesn't think, what does that mean for me and yeah, how am yeah, I going to yeah. feel? He just, so I was like, I want you to think about it because I'm not going to buy my ticket because you said yes. Like I, I truly want you to actually think about this. And and so he did. And he was like, yeah, no, that's fine. I want you to have the opportunity. And he's like, I wish I was able to go with you and and do the things that you're going to do. But I, I want you to have this opportunity and I, I want you to go. So I went. And now I'm assuming you were like contacting him every single day. But you guys are like in yeah. the hotel rooms, cuddling every night like you're a couple. Yeah. Now, do you, have you copped feelings for her? Is this considered maybe a polyamorous kind of situation now? Because I feel like it started out just for you to get your sexual needs met, right? With a woman, you had the, those, that desire, but it just sounds like you're very close with this girl now. Do you have feelings for her as well? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And is that confusing to you? Yeah, this has turned into... It, it was confusing to me in the beginning. Like I felt like I wasn't allowing myself to feel that because yeah. I'm so in love with my husband yeah. and I have such a perfect marriage that I was like, no, I like wasn't allowing myself to feel that way. Mm -hmm. But when I stopped comparing the two of them and stopped comparing the two relationships, I feel like that's when I was like allowing myself to feel, feel for her like that. That makes sense. I think that's what polyamory is all about, right? You could love two people at the same time or be interested in multiple people at the same time and one has nothing to do with the other. Yeah, yeah. And when I stopped comparing and feeling guilty about it, um, and I'm very open with my husband. We have in-depth, hard conversations every week. We talk about hard things on purpose just to make sure we're all still on the same page. And I, I feel like that helped me to kind of understand what I was feeling and what I was going through with her and with him. And, and yeah, I definitely have feelings for her. It wasn't supposed to be that way. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I know. I know. It's interesting. So obviously in the time that we last spoke, you at some point had to go to your husband and say, Hey, listen, I'm starting to have feelings for her. And how, what did he say? Yeah, that was really hard for him. Yeah. He, he always says, he doesn't care sexually about 
anything. He yeah. doesn't care. He's not jealous. It's the emotional thing that gets him. And we both have a therapist and we both meet with our therapist regularly separately. And and then I'll have like a a really kind of like good conversation with my therapist that really helps me understand how I'm feeling. And then I'll bring that back to him and we'll talk about it and vice versa. He'll talk to his therapist and maybe come up with something that's bothering him or he'll able to be like, okay, this is the pinpoint thing that's bothering me right now. And we'll, we'll talk it over. And I feel like our relationship is just so strong that no matter what, we're going to be okay. If he told me to today, you have to stop seeing her. This is too much for me. Would that hurt me? Absolutely. But I would do it. Like I, I would not jeopardize anything with him ever. So I feel like we both have this like mutual understanding that like sometimes it's really fun, like when we're having a threesome or whatever, and sometimes it's going to be hard and that those hard times are okay because at the end of the day, it's him and I, you know, you know that you would never, your feelings for her would never make you leave him. Let me ask you this. Have you ever thought, because now you've caught feelings for her, that if she did wind up eventually getting a primary partner, that you'd have any kind of feelings about that? I feel like I would, I feel like, I don't know if I would, I don't want to use the word jealous, because it went, I, I wouldn't be jealous, because she's with, she has another person that she sees infrequently, but she still sees them, and she's been seeing them longer than I, she's been seeing me, but they're strictly sexual like they don't talk in between their hookup dates or anything like that so I know that she's I've never had a monogamous relationship with her but now it's like adding a new one in and it, I feel like it just kind of brings up your insecurities like okay now there's going to be like this new exciting thing in your life and I don't know where that will leave me but at the end of the day I want her to be happy and I have my husband for, so it'll be It'll be interesting when we start changing our din- the dynamics even more, but I'm a little nervous how that'll go. Of course, because you're a human being. So you know that you'll, you will probably have some feelings about it, but because you also know where you guys stand and you're also in a relationship yourself and you're not a psycho, you realize that you'll be able yeah. to work through it and get past it because it sounds like you've hit those kinds of crossroads many times in this situation, right? And it's normal that your guy's going to have some feelings about you telling him that you're close, but it's also great that you guys were able to work through it. That both things can be possible at the same time. I mean, some Mm -hmm. people can't get through those kinds of things, but many people do. And that's great. The woman that I told you, I just spoke with about the fisting. She was saying that her and her husband were playing with people solo and then it became like a polyamorous thing and she said the same thing and they're like professional swingers and she was like it was very hard at first but I can't believe how we got through it and we are like stronger for it so I just wonder do you feel that way with your husband as well that all this opening up and all this talk and all this letting other people in in a weird way has made you guys stronger together oh yeah definitely I feel like we're way stronger I feel like I've also grown mentally. I feel like I'm a much better communicator and I'm much more able to, if something's upsetting me, I used to kind of just be like kind of impulsive with my words. And I feel like I'm much more, um, I'm, I'm able to communicate in a positive way rather than being like, like angry or, 
blaming somebody else. Like I'm able to just kind of take a step back and be like, okay, I feel this way because of this. Or like, I feel like we're able to communicate so much better, probably with help with our therapists as well, but also because of this whole experience, like we all have to, you know, be open with each other. And if you're not, and you're kind of holding these feelings in, it's just not going to be good. It's going to come to a head eventually. So let me ask you this. You did say you went on trips with her. So it's not just California. Where else did you guys go? Uh, we've we've traveled like like down like maybe two states down from us a few a few times. Mm-hmm. Overnight trips. Only once have we like actually flown somewhere. Mostly it's car rides. Right. Um, but and, we have overnight visits frequently. And are those in Airbnbs or in places where you drive to? That's what you do. Like, kind of like staycations or a couple hours yeah. away kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, like staycations. Or since she's gotten a divorce, she has half the week without her kids. So I'll go see her where, whichever place she's at. Mm-hmm. Like and, at her house or... Now, I know that you and your guy communicate a lot about all the stuff and you're able to work through it. What has the communication been with her? It able is she to be very upfront with what's going on with her and how she's feeling with the situation? Uh, yeah, like we, we, her and I have a lot of conversations as well. We probably don't talk as much in depth as I do with my husband. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of bothers her because she's, she's said to me before, I feel like we don't have the in-depth conversations that I need. And I do feel like I don't give her as much emotionally as I do to my husband. Yeah. Well, think about you've been with your husband for how long? I mean, it's just unfortunate, but that's just the way that it is. You've been with your husband since you're in high school. Yeah, exactly. I've been with him for 20 years. So, and we've been hanging out for what, seven months. So, but we do have conversations. We're very open about how we feel. and, And I feel like we, we do communicate and if I'm wrong in a situation and she's upset, I'll, I'll call her. I'll think, I have to kind of think about stuff before I have a conversation more so with her than him. Cause I feel like sometimes she takes things wrong that I say, I sometimes might not say it how I mean to say it or something. So I will have those conversations with her as well, but sometimes I need a little bit more time to kind of process what I'm feeling and what I want to say, because I don't want to, I don't want to hurt her, but I also don't want to give her like false hope. I say to my husband all the time, like, it's you and I forever. Like, I would literally do anything for you. Like, I never would want to lose you. Like, I say those things to him, but I don't say those things to her because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what our future holds. So I, I don't want to give her false reassurance, but I also don't want to hurt her. Like she says to me, I feel like someday I'm going to be too much for you and you're just going to leave me. And I don't want to tell her I would never leave you because I don't, I don't know what going to happen so I usually say well today's not that day (laughs) yeah yeah because the truth is listen if she be if it became too much you might have to lose her I mean the sad thing is is that I feel like on some level she rationally knows like everything that she says is the truth okay sorry whatever you told me before early on when she said if she gets too much you leave her that's the truth on some level she knows those truths she's not stupid right but she doesn't want them to be real because she's so paranoid that if that that truth comes to be that she wouldn't be able to deal but she would at the end of the day that time ever comes and it it might it probably will but you don't know the circumstances for it she'll be Okay, but I think that you're you're doing it the right way. You don't want to give her that false hope. Do you tell her what you tell your husband, which is I would never leave my husband 
for you. Like that relationship is my primary and that's going to stay my primary. Do you tell her stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she knows exactly where I stand with my husband. Right. Yeah. I think like when she brings up that, those insecurities, it's because like I said, she knows on some level, all those things are possibilities. She's, you know, she's like thinking of all the ways this could be, this could end. And, you know, maybe it will happen eventually, but why ruin it now? Um, And probably if she eventually got a primary partner, that would really help the situation. Because I think in the beginning, you said that she said, oh, I you I think that you think that I'm too much for you or I am too needy and I think because of your relationship with your husband like that is the truth when if she would be better off to have a little bit of her needs met someplace else because you can't be everything to both people yeah yeah I feel like I'm in a hard spot right now just because I I'm both of their essentially primary partners at the moment and and I'm a busy lady yeah, how many times, like, do you see her once a week, once a month? Like, I mean, how how often are you seeing her? Uh, I usually see her w- at least once, sometimes twice a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and usually we have an overnight. Like, we're going to have an overnight tonight. Mm-hmm. We usually have an overnight, not every week, but almost every week now. And and that's a newer thing. that That's just been started, like, in the last two months, maybe. Now, listen, we're both girls, so we know how girls are, okay? Girls are the type where, (laughs) you know, once we get something and something starts, it has to stay that way or we're like, what the fuck? I used to see you every day and we used to have sleepovers and now we don't. Like, girls are always, like, on high alert for anything being taken away. If you start texting every day, you got to text every day forever. So it's just the way that it is. And (laughs) we always want more, right? Because that just signifies it's a signal to us that the person cares, that they're not leaving us. I mean, do you find that there's a progression of more and more between the two of you? Yeah, I'm worried that, well, I told her the other day, I'm worried that I'm, it's going to get worse for us because my program that I'm in is very intense through school. Right. So this isn't going to, I'm going to be starting not, yeah, it's not going to be sustainable. And I, I told her that just the other day. Yeah. And what I just told you is the truth. Girls can't handle going backwards. Do you know what I mean? We can't handle that. Like you can't go from like, oh, I mean, like that's a real hard thing for a girl. I'm a girl. I know. I remember. I just the way that we all are, you know, for you, it's a, you don't have to think about it because you're the one that's going to be pulling back because of whatever, but that's going to be really hard for her. And it's good that you are having conversations about it ahead of time. Because at the end of the day, it isn't like you're abandoning her. It's like something's happening because you do have your school and it is work when you have to talk her through that so she understands. But those are the kinds of things that drive women mental. <laughs> Fear of abandonment yeah, yeah. starts going up. It's just the way, it's just the way it is. I mean, isn't it interesting that it's like just so harder to navigate the relationship with the girl than the guy? That's where guys are good, right? They're a little bit more logical. You don't hurt their feelings as much, right? It's like easier. Yeah, no, I, it's, I always joke like how easy it is like with my husband and how sometimes emotionally draining it is with women. <laughs> yeah, of course. I think I, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like I said, all the things that you're telling me that she's saying and she's doing, I understand it. I'm a woman. I get it. This is how women communicate. This is how women feel. This is how women experience things. This is their emotions. But it's very different than guys. Yeah, it's very different. 
Yeah. But I, I mean, listen, I think you're doing everything really the right way. I think communicating as much as you do is the best thing. That's all you fucking got in these kinds of situations. And then typically in these kinds of situations, that's the difference between people who are successful and who fail. I don't know how long your situationship with this girl can last. Who knows where this story goes, right? Who knows if she gets a primary, right. what happens? Who knows? Do you believe she's like you in that she really is open to being with multiple people? Or do you think she's more of a monogamous person? No, I think she's very open to being with numerous people. I, I don't think she ever wants monogamy again. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So she could, she definitely, if you guys went through that phase where she got that primary, it could wind up that you guys all are still together and it really works and it 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 stays that way. It's not like she could get the yeah, primary and she would be like, oh, dump you. The problem is if she gets a primary that doesn't want her to be with you. That's like the hard situation. Yeah, she's mentioned before, like she would make sure that like, when she was, you know, when she's ready to go back in the dating world, which she's like, I emotionally am just not, I have so much going on with my divorce. I'm not at that point yet. And she's like, but we'll have a conversation because I, she's like, I want you to have input on that. I want you to feel included in that decision and we'll have our own boundaries. And I always feel like I don't, I don't, she doesn't need to have boundaries for me. Like I, I feel bad. That makes me feel like I don't think that I deserve that to have those boundaries, but yeah. she's like, I know you don't feel like you deserve to have boundaries with me, she's, but you very much do. And I want you to have, we're going to have those conversations before I start dating. And I'm not going to date anybody that doesn't have an open mind about our situation because she's not into monogamy and doesn't want to be with somebody that has a problem with her already established. And she likes you. She doesn't want to lose you. I get it. She might have to go get another primary relationship because she doesn't have you 24 seven and she'll have some of those needs that she needs met that you can't fulfill because you got your primary. But you know, she's already hooked on you. Nobody wants to leave that. I totally understand it. My last question is, has the L word been spoken between the two of you? Has the what? The L word, not lesbian, love, <laughs> love, L-O-V-E. <laughs> has that been spoken between the two of you? Yeah, it has. Wow. Who said yeah. it first and when was it said? She did. Mm-hmm. She said it first um, and I didn't say it back. Were you scared? Like, how did it make you feel? It scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I didn't say it back. And then I kind of had to process it and think about it. And that was when I was very much not able to, you know, keep my relationship separate. And I felt guilty Mm -hmm. feeling that way for her. And yeah, no, it has been said it, it, that is one thing that really kind of bothered my husband. He was like, she'll say, I love you. She says it a lot. And I don't always say it back to her. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know why I, I, I do feel so strongly for her and I, I genuinely do care about her, but I feel like I constantly compare how I feel about her to how I feel about my husband. And, and it's not, it's not comparable. Yeah, so yeah, I still yeah. kind of struggle with that. Still, even though I've tried to keep everything separate, I do struggle. Right. It's not like there's a day that you change your feelings and it's always that way. Sometimes you go back to feeling that way. Sometimes you could separate it. That's normal. Yeah. 
Yeah. But you have said it to her, though. After that first time she said it to you, you have, though, you had that moment where you said that you loved her and you told your husband. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And that freaked him out at first. Yeah. It did. Yeah. But how did he get past it? I'm not sure if he's 100% past it, to be honest with you. But I mean, it's not like a huge thing that we're like struggling with. But I think he does. He's consistently told me it's not the sexual. It's the emotional part that bothers him. Yeah, that's the scarier part. Yeah. And he'll tell me, I know we're good. And I know that I don't have anything to worry about. I know she's not a threat. But it just is sometimes something that that bothers me. Because that wasn't what this was supposed to be. When we first agreed on this, this was not supposed to happen. No offense. That's what makes it a great episode and a great story. And that's why (laughs) I'm going to want you to come back on six months from now and tell me what's going on. That's what makes it so fascinating because it has really morphed into something else. But that's that's what can happen in these kinds of situations. It's not like, oh my God, how did the fuck did that happen? I mean, that's what happens when you open these kinds of doors. It can happen. When I think for you... It's interesting because maybe you realized you're very bisexual and you never realized that. Did you ever realize that you can fall in love with a woman? Did you know that about yourself? No, I thought I I thought I would be okay with just the sexual experiences. And then it's hard when you spend so much time with somebody. And women are just so much like more, I don't know how to say it, what I'm trying to say, but they're just so much more thoughtful about your interactions and my husband's super thoughtful I don't want it to sound like he's not because he's he's very thoughtful but she'll remember something that I said fucking four months ago and be like oh I remember that she said four months ago this and then it will come up in a date or something like she'll plan a date around something that I said fucking forever ago that I don't even remember saying it but I'm like oh my god I love this and she's like I remember you said that Yeah, that's you know, interesting. Just, yes, she put- she's you. She's just like you. So she's meeting your needs and giving you exactly what. And that's typically the biggest problem between men and women. Like we don't really understand what the other person needs because we're two different kinds of species, right? Men are from Mars, women from Venus. Venus is very fucking true. So she's just giving you everything that girls like because she's a fucking chick too. So it just makes sense that you could be wooed that way easier if you're open to it. Yeah. Yeah, interesting, Mara. Okay, listen. Does she know you're calling into the show? No. Oh, okay. I'd love to get her on and hear her story. Oh, my God. I wonder how confusing it is for her. She knew that I called the first time, but I didn't tell either one of them that I was calling the second time. That's okay. I mean, this is a super interesting episode. Listen, it's not like your husband would hear anything that he hasn't heard before, right? It might be harsher for her to hear this because of the things that was set was set on here. And I don't think she's wants to really live in the reality of certain things, right? We've talked about that before, but I was just asking because I'd be like, oh, send me a pic of her too to put in my Patreon, but I can't because she's not in the know. But if you want to send me another pic for my Patreon, if not, I could use the ones that you sent me before. I have pics of you from before, but if you want to send me another one, you can. Not X-rated anything, but I'll give you access to my Discord if you want to go on there for free. I don't know that I I had it back then. 
I'm not sure if I do. I, I am a Patreon. Oh, you are? Okay, so go on to Discord if you yes. want. There's 1,600, 1,700 people on there now. You could post anything, talk okay. to people. You could do whatever you want. I mean, it's very X-rated over there, so I don't know if you're down for that or not. That's what goes on there. I don't get involved in that. But I do offer that to my callers for free, but since you're on the Patreon, you could just go there as well. But if you okay. want to send me a new pick, you can. I just want to remind people that your first episode, and I'll put it in the description, was episode 648 if people want to hear like how this all started because it didn't start out with the intention for it to turn into this. So I feel like it's kind of interesting if people, even if they didn't hear the first one, if they know where it wound up, I think it's interesting to kind of go backwards in the story and see where it started out because like you said, it wasn't supposed to be this, but it did morph into this. And I feel like any way someone listens to it is super interesting. When I was younger, I used to use, read articles from back to front. Like I would read the end of the story and then go back to the beginning. So I don't think that that's a bad way to do it. So if anyone hasn't heard your first episode, they should go listen to it at 648. If you can find a new pick for me, send it. If not, that's totally cool. I will have your picks up on Patreon from before. But thank you okay. so much for calling in and giving me the update. It's yeah. super interesting. It's super complicated. It, yeah. But it's not complicated and messy, right? It's complicated, but it's clear. It's both things at once, which I think is good. Everyone's sort of open and being honest with each other. And I think that that's important. But thanks for calling in and being honest with all my listeners yeah. about what's going on. And we got to talk in eight months. I need to know the next chapter. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mara. Thanks all so right. much for calling in. Thank you. Bye. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.